So this starts the second interview with my teacher, Miss Smith, and she's gonna talk about her um, thyroid disease and how she's managed it over the years. So my first question is, when slash how were you first diagnosed? Um, I remember my parents being very concerned that I had sore throats all the time and uh, I had been gaining a lot of weight for a kid and I think I was in something like third grade. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was really young. Yep. Okay. And um, an otolaryngologist had finally come to town, an ear, nose, and throat doctor, because mm -hmm. we didn't have one here. And he actually diagnosed me, like, within a year or so of that time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So what medications do you take, and how has it changed over time? Yeah, when I was first diagnosed, the treatment was aspirin, if you can believe it. <laughs> I took like three or four aspirins three times a day. Oh my gosh. And I'm not sure what that was for, but I just did what I was told, right? Yeah. And um, then when I went, when I, I think it was college time, I really started getting more symptomatic. Like I was very tired and irritable mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And that's when I switched to Synthroid, oh, okay. which is in micrograms. So mm -hmm. it's very easily, uh, well, it's actually difficult to adjust because it's so right. little increments. Wow. Yep. So how many, or what was the doses when you first started it? Was it smaller than what you would take now? Yes. It, like they started me off on like, you know, a small dose, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now I'm up to 300 micrograms mm -hmm. a day. Which is a lot. Yeah. So um, how has this affected your life in your early adolescence? Well, like I said, um, I was putting on weight for a kid. And my parents were like, you know, trying to figure it out because I wasn't, I was eating like what my brother was eating and right. what they were eating. and But I was gaining weight and I um, just it was obvious that something was not right. Of mm -hmm. course, they were blaming me, like, exercise more, yeah. um, stop eating, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember, like, being, like, a sweets person or anything like right. that. It was just I was just not able to lose weight or maintain my weight during that whole adjustment period mm -hmm. of meds and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did they diagnose you with... Um, hypothyroidism or was it like because you might have said it was Hashimoto's yes I had Hashimoto's um that was in fifth grade when I got mm -hmm. diagnosed with that and they said it was autoimmune mm -hmm. and finally my family like backed off with the yeah the eating thing and, yeah. and all that and um I as I got older I started having more problems in the endocrine System. system mm -hmm. right I had a lot of female problems and mm -hmm. um, uh, facial hair that you know women don't want <laughs> on their chin <laughs> and on their lip and things like that and yeah. it was it was embarrassing yeah. but um, you know it was just I couldn't help it so exactly. I, I just did the best I could you right. know oh. but well um, what are some ways you have dealt with this well, I, I do try to, like, talk about it, like, every year when I start school again mm -hmm. and I have, like, a new batch of kids, mm -hmm. I usually address my hair because mm -hmm. it's very obvious that my hair is very 
thin. Thin. Yeah. And I, I tell them it was because of thyroid, and I explain a little bit about thyroid mm-hmm. disease. So I think, you know, educating people, because not a lot, a lot of people have thyroid disease, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot known about it. Right, right. That's what I kind of want to do with this podcast, like have like a little like source where people can go to yep. and listen to other people's like experiences. Yep. Just raise awareness. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then if you had any advice for someone battling with their thyroid disease, how would you help them? I would say make sure you, you know, start a relationship with a good endocrinologist mm-hmm. that you trust and that takes time to talk to you because if you have this autoimmune thing, it just gets more and more and more complicated mm-hmm. as you age. And I'm so glad I was fortunate to have a good endocrinologist at Jocelyn Clinic up in Boston, and mm-hmm. I have one here in Westerly, mm-hmm. uh, Pawkatuck area. So mm-hmm. it's it's I think that's made a big difference because yeah. they're specialists, right? And they understand, that's good. you know. Yeah. And um, you don't want like a primary care doctor; you want a specialist for this. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. I, th- I think that's my number one advice would mm-hmm. be to um to do that and the second thing i would say you know don't be so hard on yourself because some of this you just can't help it right it's just the way your body is and your body just doesn't respond like other people right yeah you know um and then also since you're a volunteer and someone who works as an emt mm-hmm. what are some ways you could help someone having an endocrine or thyroid emergency well i think um there are things called like a thyroid storm and mm-hmm. things like that. We don't get a lot of thyroid calls on the ambulance, yeah. but I think I could recognize it if I saw it or if yeah. they had had the problem before and have said, oh, yeah, this happened to me once before. Mm-hmm. It was thyroid-related. But the thyroid affects so many other organs in the body right. that it's hard to, you know, like without blood work and things like mm-hmm. that to really figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating to to try to help somebody like right. that. Um, but whenever someone tells me that they take Synthroid, mm-hmm. I'll say, oh, you have hypothyroid. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yes. Like they're impressed yeah. that I know what, what it's for. Yeah. And um, so in that realm, I think I do help because I'm, I, I know what You're it aware. is. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware That's of it. Good. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, it can make you very sick. Yeah. And it takes a while to figure it out. Yeah. My mom, her doctor put her on, like, the wrong dosage and mm-hmm. brought her very low when she should have been, like, around 200. Yeah. And it really messed up, like, everything for her. Yep. Yep. Um, so definitely getting, like, the dosage right and having, like, a good doctor, like yep. you said. That I can remember, like, just crying and, and not knowing what I was even crying about. Yeah. And I had very heavy menstrual period, like really bad. Mm-hmm. And that makes you tired right. and all, anemic yes. and all that. Yeah. And just, it was awful. It was just like all these things. And I had mm-hmm. like hoarse voice all the time. Mm-hmm. And being a music teacher at that time, it was hard for me to sing right. and talk to the kids all the time. It was, it was a difficult few years until it, it took, it took a couple of years to get that dose right. Yeah. Because you have to, like, steadily increase it. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for your time, and I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, sure. I think it's important because not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, that's the main reason why Mm -hmm. I'm starting to, like, interview people so other people can 
really listen and maybe relate to like what you might be saying. Yeah. yeah. Great. All right. So this concludes the second interview of the podcast. <laughs>